Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich, and I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us. Search for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube and hit the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, or you can follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today's podcast is the beginning of a series of podcasts that are not uh, going to run consecutively. Likely, I'm going to be interspersing these in with other podcasts, but it's a series of podcasts on the commandments. Some questions have come in that I wanted to address on various commandments, so they even might be out of order, just to warn you about that. Today, though, we're going to start with an overview of the commandments, and uh, it's kind of been a pet peeve of mine ever since I was a wee little one and memorized the commandments uh, in the Lutheran tradition. I've always been uh, troubled by the way the Lutheran commandments, the Ten Commandments set up and never really understood what was going on with that. So if you're uh, joining us on YouTube, you'll see a uh, picture on the screen, the listing of the Ten Commandments. If you're not on YouTube, if you're on some audio uh, podcast, then you're going to have to listen a little bit more closely as we go through this because it gets uh, just a little bit complex with the uh, with the way this lays out. So when I was younger, uh, when I memorized the commandments, it was uh, seemed odd to me, the last two Lutheran commandments. The ninth commandment I memorized was, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. And then the 10th commandment was, you shall not covet, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, I've even heard kids even recently ask, what is, what is the deal with this coveting thing? Like, there's 10 commandments, and two of them have to do with coveting. coveting. And the question I heard was kind of funny, but maybe true, is does God somehow understand that we humans have a big problem with coveting? And so he had two commandments to deal with coveting. Well, great question. And um, for many years, I did not know why this was. Found out. Uh, through study, that the Bible actually does not number the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20 is one location where the Ten Commandments are found, and they're not numbered there. And so people have had to go through Exodus 20 and number them out, one through ten. And uh, what the Lutherans did when the Lutherans back in the 16th century uh, numbered their commandments was they just took the Roman Catholic numbering and adopted it as their own. Strangely, though, they, uh, the Lutherans, at least most, most Lutherans, have lost the first few words of the Roman Catholic numbering. The first few words of the Roman Catholic numbering is, I am the Lord your God. Normally, Lutherans quote the first commandment as, you shall have no other gods before me. Sometimes we have the I am the Lord your God as a preface to that. But nevertheless, why do Lutherans have two commandments about coveting at the end? Well, what happened then is that the um, reform, other reformers came along and for whatever reason decided to uh, make a shift and not have two coveting commandments at the end. So they only have one commandment number 10 in other reformed uh, reformation kind of traditions. Commandment number 10 is you shall not covet. That's the only commandment that talks about coveting. So they have to add a commandment then because um, they've lost a commandment on coveting, and you still got to get the 10. It is the 10 commandments after all. So what they do is they add a commandment between command, the Lutheran commandments and the Roman Catholic commandments. They add a commandment between one and three. So commandment one, you shall have no other gods before me. 
got that all squared away, Roman Catholic, Lutheran, Reformation, Reform, Baptist, whoever. What their other reformers did was they added a second commandment, you shall not make any idols. Uh, the second commandment talking about uh, idols, images of God. And uh, what that's led to in the Reformation was a, um, a sense of getting rid of all the stained glass in churches, uh, a lot of even smashing out the stained glasses, any kind of images um, they would get rid of because of that second commandment. Rightly or wrongly, that's what happened. This is then the numbering that the uh, other Reformed traditions have. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make idols or images and or graven images. And number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, etc., etc. So they had to add that commandment earlier in the commandments. Well, when I first learned of the Jewish numbering, I don't remember when that was, but it was a long time later, the Jewish numbering to me is amazing. And I love it and believe that this is the way the commandment should be numbered. The first commandment in the Jewish numbering is this. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery in Egypt. Period. That's commandment. It doesn't sound like a commandment. In fact, in Exodus chapter 20, these 10 are called 10 words, not 10 commandments. So then it makes more sense. These are 10 words from God. The first word is, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery in the land of Egypt. Is that a commandment? Absolutely not. In fact, it is not law at all. It's gospel. It is gospel front and center in the commandments. I am the Lord your God. I'm the one who claimed you, brought you, won you out of slavery in Egypt. What a beautiful way to begin these 10 words. What a wonderful Lutheran way to begin these 10 words. Wow, how did Lutherans miss the gospel in the Jewish numbering? My guess is that Martin Luther wasn't aware of it. Other folks in the 16th century weren't aware of it, just adopted the Roman Catholic numbering, and so they lost the treasure of the Jewish numbering, the gospel beginning the commandments. I am the Lord your God. We would say, I am the Lord your God who bought you out of slavery to sin by the blood of Jesus shed on the cross gospel. And then, because I am the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery to sin, because I paid the price for your sin on the cross, this is how you should live. Commandments 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And because there's an extra commandment at the front, there's only one coveting commandment at the end. So if you're watching on YouTube, again, I'll put on the screen a comparison chart of the uh, different um, numbering of the commandments. I love the Jewish numbering. For this series, I'm going to use the Lutheran numbering because I'm Lutheran, but wow, I think Lutherans are missing the boat here. Uh, I believe strongly that the Jews are correct. These 10 words should begin with gospel. How the Jews got the gospel and the Lutherans missed it, what a tragedy. Anyway, there it is. So this podcast then talks about the Lutheran. I want to talk about the Lutheran first commandment. I am the Lord your God, I wish we had, who brought you out of the slavery to sin by the blood of Jesus shed on the cross for you, etc. That's a beautiful beginning, but we don't. You shall have no other gods before me. That's the focus of the Lutheran first commandment. You shall have no other gods besides me before me. All right? So, interesting words, I believe, from Jesus. As we think about other gods, our first thoughts turn to, you know, well, we don't have a golden calf in the wilderness kind of thing if we know our Old Testament, so therefore we're okay. Jesus 
And the Gospel of Matthew says, I believe, that the uh, primary other God that we are tempted to have is this. Here it is, Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, Jesus says. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. There it is. I believe that Jesus, well, none of his words will fall to the ground, right? So I believe Jesus said this very specifically, that money is the main God competing with the true God for our allegiance. Was then 2,000 years ago, is today. Jesus could have said at the end of this verse, you cannot serve God and, well, almost anything. You could not serve God and Husker football. Uh, you cannot serve God and uh, go into the lake. You cannot serve God and watching your kids play basketball. You cannot. He could have said 101 things, but he said you cannot serve both God and money. So I would conclude our time together this way. It's a time, an opportunity, a privilege for us today to be examining our hearts with regard to this question. Are we serving God or are we serving money? I would submit to you, based on my own life, to look into your heart, that we are all tempted in this way, that there are ways each and every day where I am tempted to serve money rather than God. How are you tempted to serve money? How does that show up in your life? And what can you be doing to, uh, to serve God more faithfully? Because I believe we all want to serve him more faithfully. Perhaps a good time to um, close out the podcast and ask you to take a couple of minutes here for a personal reflection. How is it that you are potentially putting money in front of God? And how can you adjust your life in that way? One of the ways that I found to adjust my life that helps me in this is the uh, whole area of tithing, giving 10% of my income to the Lord, specifically through the local church. I believe that God gave us that command of tithing because he wanted us to be able to overcome this human tendency to put money first in our lives. And so when I tithe, I don't tithe because God needs the money. Like, God doesn't need the money, all right? Let's put it that way. I tithe because I need to give. I need to subdue uh, my heart, which yearns after money. I need to tithe in order to get my priorities in order. And so that's how one of the many ways in which tithing is a blessing. And I would encourage you to consider that for your life. All right, that's what we got for you today. Uh, email us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's all one word. Eagles on the Hill, no spaces, dots, dashes, or underscores. Eagles on the Hill 211 at gmail.com. Write me with questions. Uh, write me with answers. Write me with topics you like to talk about, comments on today. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, subscribe on our YouTube channel or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, just search for us, Eagles on the Hill, and follow us, like us, um, and enjoy these podcasts. Want to remember as we close that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. Thanks for joining us for the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.